Hello everyone, today's guest Nathaniel Zachariah has a lot to say. It is unfortunate that we must cut parts to meet our time frame. However, we will be making a video that dives deeper into Nathaniel's story. In this episode, Nathaniel talks about his lengthy journey, his list of clients, and finally coming back home and opening up his print studio without wax. Such an interesting story and great advice is given in this episode, but what stood out to me the most was how he just doesn't want his shop to be a business, but also a way to uplift his community, the youth, and inspire creativity. And that is why this episode is titled A Community Center. So without further ado, let's get it started. Uh, Nathaniel, thank you for joining us today on Open Gym. Oh, yeah. I know you have, you've had a busy time with the, the opening of your shop. So I want to reach out and say thank you again for just joining us. Oh yeah, thank you, man. Thank you for having me. <laughs> so who is Nathaniel? Where are you from and what do you do? Cool. That does not touch me at all. I, I always love to like dive in. I'm a, I'm a big people person. I love to conversate. So Nathaniel Zechariah, I would say he's an individual that, um, that was from a place like um, where I'm from. I'm from the Imperial Valley, Imperial Valley, California. It's a border town, a border city, and a border county that's pretty much separated from, um, I guess, a lot of the bigger cities. I'm close to Coachella Valley and San Diego. Um, but here, here in this valley where I live in, it's, it's very, um, just like the agriculture in the city, it's super dry, but even the scene here is super dry. So I grew up in a place where being a creative was very, um, it was very scarce to see creatives flourish and, and see the exampleship of creatives. So, um, a little bit about who I am. I'm just, I, I guess you can put in words is I'm somebody that, you know, is breaking molds and, you know, trailblazing, um, in, in a creative, in a creative, uh, lane to help others in my community and help others like me that have the same, uh, goals, visions, and attributes that I have, um, just, just lead them, lead them in, in the right way. And also, um, I guess, consult them and guide them into their pursuing their dreams. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much me, man. Uh, like I said, growing up here in the small town, um, I, I, you kind of have to find your ways to be creative. You know, you kind of have to find your own, like, you got to create your own space, you know? So that's pretty much what my, how I've developed myself and how I found myself and, and how I've grown as an individual is creating my own lane. But, um, I, I want to say I'm nothing, you know, without my parents and, and my foundation and who I am as that, the things that make me as a man are pretty much my family and the, you know, generational, I guess, influences of my family foundation. So that's pretty much who I am. You know, that's pretty much yeah. what, and those are my goals and visions as an individual. So that's me. <laughs> so do you consider yourself a creative or a business owner? I know you're both. Right. Um, so for me, my biggest thing is to do something that no one else really does. And, and it's funny too, because I remember growing up and growing up, uh, I was kind of in, um, involved with everything that I could be as possible 
I had to do with creativity and I had to do with kind of like being a rebel, you know, because yeah. being from here, everyone was like a jockey. Everyone was good at sports and they kind of emphasize sports here more than the creative arts. Um, a lot of the, a lot of the, I guess, extracurricular activities and a lot of the, um, um, like stuff outside of school and even in school kind of always based around sports and I was never really good at that. You know, I was good at like fighting, but I was never good at, like, you know, throwing a ball. Like I was, I was better, you know, skate. Like I got into like skating, graffiti. Um, you know, I love that, like all the elements of hip hop, like, you know, break dancing, uh, you know, rapping. Um, I try to do all that. I try to tap into all that because like I said, there's nothing else here to do. And I didn't want to, you know, be an athlete. And I, I just sucked at that. So me as myself, I wanted to tap into that, you know, the creative, creative realms, but also that's what I was surrounded by. Like my pops, um, a little background about myself, like my family, my pops was a graffiti writer. He was actually one of the first graffiti artists at, um, at, um, Cal Arts. Um, so he was actually one of the first, yeah. So he was one of the first graffiti artists coming from here and he was involved with hip hop and like pretty much all the, all the elements. So like, you know, he would DJ and he would do, he's really good at graffiti, but then he would also pop um, and he would also write music. So um, growing up, I kind of had that surrounded, you know, surrounding. Yeah. Uh, so that really had took a big impact on like what I did as an individual, you know? And um, also my home environment was a lot different though, because I grew up in a pretty strict, like Christian home, you know, just like all Hispanics, you know, you either got a real Catholic or a real Christian. That's just a part of the culture. You know, yeah. everyone has the Virgen in their kitchen or Jesus somewhere, you know, but concha on the door. Exactly. It's a part of a, you can't go to any Mexican restaurant without seeing a Virgen or Jesus yeah. there. It's part of our culture, which is, it's beautiful. And that's what I try to embrace everything that brought me up, you know, and never neglect anything. So, I guess a part of who I am also derives from that too is because the reason why I wanted to be such a rebel too is because I grew up in such a like Christian home, you know? So it also raised yeah. up a little rebel inside of me because I wanted to be the bad kid, the travieso, the, you know, the dude that just like, and I'm the middle child too. So, oh. you're, you know, I'm the middle child. Like I was your role. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, I was that kid, you know, the travieso with the silver teeth and, the <laughs> and you know, like, that was so growing up, you know, I kind of like, it kind of, um, you know, it was a part of my character, just being the outcast, being the black sheep and, and feeling for people that are black sheep and feeling for people that were outcasted or, or kind of didn't fit in, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. I guess that's, you know, that's. Where are you from? Is there really much to do? So here, you know, the beautiful thing is, is, and, and I don't want to take all the credit for it, but, um, me and a couple of my friends and a few family members, um, actually started the art scene here a few years back because prior to like five years back, there was nothing going on. No, you know, shows, no yeah. art gallery events, no, nothing artistic. So all you pretty much had to do here, like I remember as a youngster, all there was to do here is either I would skate, you know, smoke out, you know, or like, you know, get in fights and just go to like a kickback. So like, there was nothing really going for you here. You know, there was, there's no opportunity to get involved in anything. 
Yeah. Um, only careers here really is there's a lot of prisons because it's in the middle of nowhere. So either getting a job at the prison, being a firefighter, being a, um, a police officer or working as, as a um, border patrol, that's big here because we're right on the border. Yeah. So that's pretty much, or, or, or working as an RN or a nurse, that's pretty much like all the opportunities. And there's like, that's like what people do here. That's the community and agriculture. Obviously that's because we're in the middle where there's a bunch of fields. Yeah. But as far as like social, you know, social, you know, interactions or social gatherings, there's not really anything going on in this community. And um, that's what I want to bring here. You know, I want to break that. I want to, that's always been my mission is to create something that, you know, I wanted when I was younger. So, I mean, as far as now, there definitely is, you know, a lot of, uh, there's a lot of momentum. There's, we've have we've had um, a few art walks, obviously before COVID, there's a couple little pop shows here um, that were very successful. So now there's, you know, there's some type of scene going on here, but before then, man, there was like nothing really happening, you know, yeah. for the community and for the city. So, you know. <clears throat> that's cool that's cool you had to be like a part of it kind of like pioneer way before that then uh, how would you say that you or you discovered your creativity you know it's funny too because like i had this crazy like awakening a couple years ago when because um, i had lived in la um for about three four years i just moved back to my hometown the beginning of this year with covid yeah. um moved out perfectly but i was in la i was staying in like echo park in boyle heights um I would like bounce back and forth, but you know, I, I really, my brother, I had this conversation over the phone and my brother kind of just like explained to me, um, like, I guess what I was called to do and like my calling basically, he like told me my calling over the phone. It was such a like shallow conversation, but it was like mind blowing to me, but he just basically told me that, I, you know, me as an individual, I'm so good at like curating an environment for people that I have, people that I have around me and just pouring life into them. And I would say create my creativity and everything that, that I got involved in was doing that for others. So like at a young age, you know, like I had a lot of homies that were like into skateboarding, for instance. And me, I was the one that I guess hyped everyone up. Like I was the one that, you know what I mean? Gave that like if someone, could didn't think they could do a trick. I'm like, bro, you got this, man. Like, yeah. you can, you you can you can you get you're better than anyone out here, bro. Like, I'm the homie that you know people can come to to get some type of encouragement because I love doing that, you know. Yeah. But, but because I believed in myself that way, and I see myself that way, so that's what I reflected into others. And my creativity and what I've done has all flown out of that, I guess, you know. Like if I ever wanted to create something, it was because I either wanted to show someone that they can do it or because, you know, like I wanted to create something that can help others. Just like what you're doing here, you know, like yeah. helping create someone, um, helping create someone else's dream as well as mine. So like, that's pretty much like the essence of my creative flow is, is how can I help and how can I, you know, hype up others because that's what I, my heart reflects, you know? Yeah. So that's like where it stems from. It truly stems from is like you know, being a help and and encourage and encouragement. Yeah. So in a way, you would say that um, your creativity came as part of trying to inspire other people to do their best. Exactly. Exactly. You've opened up your own business recently. It's opened, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, it's open for for business and production, not necessarily open to the public, like to come in because of COVID. Yeah. Yes, we're open for production. So we'll jump into that a little bit, but I just wanted to say or ask, did you ever go to like college for business or anything? So I've always been like, you know, so like not about school. Yeah. I don't have any growth. I'm going to break it down to like, I don't have any experience in, in, in any like, you know, higher education other than actual training, hands-on training. Okay. Um, I, I went at a very young age at like 18, 19, right after high school, I told myself, I'm like, if I'm going to ever do anything that has to do with education, it's going to be specifically for what I'm doing at the moment or what I really, really want to do. Like, I don't want to have to take any classes that I know in the future I'm definitely not going to use. So I went to school for like maybe two years. I went to community college and I literally just took everything that I wanted, bro. So I took graphic design. I took, you know, business accounting, business admin. I took like photography. I took like, you know what I mean? Everything that I thought I might use for the future of me being a, a creative entrepreneur. Yeah. So that's all I did, bro. That's pretty much the only, I would say the only education I took was from the community college. All the rest of the, I guess, um, education that I've learned was through hands-on training and just being at the right place, right time. And it's funny because I was just talking to my grandma. I had my grandma come into the spot. You know, she checked it out. I explained to her. She was tripping, bro. She was just like, man, this is amazing, you know, because yeah. just something that I'm doing here where, where I'm from, bro, it's like unheard of. You know, this spot looks like it'd be a little studio in downtown LA, like when you see it, you know what I mean? Never in a valley that's like, I'm in the hood, bro. I'm like, right <laughs> in the side, where a bunch, it's, it's ghetto right here, you know, it's the hood. So to see this spot being where it's at, it's like, it's such a juxtaposition, you know? So for me, like my education and my background, um, I started off, like I said, community college, but I was, I worked a lot of retail jobs because I wanted to understand um, hands-on customer service. I wanted to understand how these businesses, you know, reached out to their clientele and, and got them to buy. And like, yeah. I wanted to understand the whole chemistry of, it, of what business takes and what does it take to really run a shop. So I worked at a couple skate shops. I worked at Zoomies because that's all we had here, you know. And there was nothing cool here, bro. Like, there's no, you know? So it's like, I had to take, you know, whatever resources at hand. So, like, I went from, like, you know, doing all that, and then what ends up happening is um, a door opens up for me in L.A. So I end up moving to L.A., and the first job I get is actually at a print shop. Okay. And um, I, I, so I, I start working at this print shop. It's an actual big studio print shop in downtown L.A., and I, I got a lot of experience there within the past three years. And the cool, beautiful thing, bro, this is a thing, too. It's, like, for anyone hustling out there that's listening – don't be afraid, you know, to go outside of your job title and don't be afraid to go outside of your box of what you think you should be doing. Yeah. You know, which, I mean, to each his own. But for me, I kind of was on a mission. Once I moved to LA, I was like, okay, I'm going to soak up all the knowledge, you know, connect with as much people as I can while I'm up here because I know that I don't necessarily want to stay in LA. I want to come back to my community and invest in it, you know, because yeah. that's like the, that's always been my dream. So, when I go to LA, I get hired at this print shop. Um, and I literally just start working all kinds, all pretty much all of their print technology, 
I worked everything. I, and I went to the, I moved all over the shop. I went from embroidery to actually silk screening, from silk screening to DTG. And then I ended up mastering like the DTG printer. And I was like, I was pretty much the DTG production manager. Um, that was my title at the old shop. So what is Without Wax Studio? Yeah. So in, uh, um, in a small, I guess, definition, Without Wax Studios is just a space to help um, especially creative individuals um, produce, create, and navigate them to um, giving them a product or giving them a space or giving them a platform, whether it be through garment or through um, an actual platform of you know hosting them here, or um, it could even be you know music, art, whatever it is. I, I just want to use this studio to produce something to help people, you know, uh, conquer and execute their dreams and their goals. Yeah. So that's all we are. We're a space to help individuals get them to where they want to be and produce something for them, you know, that literally can, you know, be exactly what they dreamt of uh, and exactly what they wanted to execute, you know. Because, uh, yes, we are a print production studio, but, you know, in the long run, I want to eventually offer jobs, offer grants, um, have, have this space be a place where kids can come after school and, you know, print a t-shirt or yeah. I can help them design a t-shirt or just a space to kick it, you know? So I want this space to be used for that. And right now we're, we're focusing on print production because that's the business side of things. And I want to establish myself in that, but I guess, I guess you could say that's the gist of us, uh, of this business is just, Know, helping others, guiding them, and consulting them into producing something that they always dreamt about. I like how you're using up your space for more than just like business, but yeah. a ton of other things. Did you always know this was a business that you wanted to do, like a printing studio? You know what we're what I want to create here is a culture of of being able to dream and believe and pursue their passions and as like a business opportunity there isn't much like print studio or stuff like that down there is there no not at all bro no so, one's doing that. no one's doing anything that we're doing here and and even the technology we're running no one's really tapped into it here so that's yeah. the best thing as well you know like we're you know even business wise like and and even even a lot of shops in la the reason why my shop was getting because bro i was doing stuff for like yay i was doing stuff for kanye i was doing stuff for don c I was um, doing stuff for Ice Cube, Snoop Dogg. Uh, bro, I, I, I've done so much crazy work, bro. It was yeah. like, I've got the experience, but it wasn't just because we were in LA, it's because the product, you know, word got around because the product that we were producing was top quality. So it's like, now I want to bring that here. And on top of that being here, bro, the spot that I'm renting out and, and the, the overhead here in such a small valley is way less than in a bigger city. So I got, I'm cutting down on my overhead and I'm able to give a, you know, a product that's a way affordable and it's great. You know, it's not just, yeah. you know, so. So did you bring like your, I guess, I don't know if you possibly could, but like your, a clientele from LA down over here? Being here, that was my biggest issue, bro. It's like, okay, how are we going to, how am I going to open up here? Because I know the clientele is not going to be as big here. Yeah. How can I create this bridge of opportunity where I funnel jobs from LA to here. So right when I decided to open up and come back home, COVID hits right after. Like a couple weeks. So yeah. now 
I, I, and I get a job, bro. I get a consulting job at the, at the local newspaper and everyone's talking about how everything's online. Go online. We're going to do it all online. Like that's, that's the move. That's the future because we're going to have to navigate through coronavirus and you're going to have to have a big online, you know, you know, presence. Yeah. So now with that, I can just navigate all my stuff online and no one minds getting their stuff shipped. You know what I mean? Because it's, no one really goes out and they, it's way more of a convenience to get it shipped now because of the situation. Yeah. So now because of that, bro, it just like, it was crazy. It was like, God, like it made sense. You know what I mean? To open this up. And on top of that, it was so funny, bro. It was like, I, I didn't really have the studio established in the beginning of the year. It was just a thought. And from the beginning of the year till now, it's established, which is crazy. It's like that, bro. It was like yeah. a blink of So I got the consulting job. And in the middle of the consulting job, I was literally doing nothing. I was on the desk literally doing nothing. <laughs> I was getting paid to do nothing. So the funniest part is I was doing like graphic work while I was freaking doing my consulting job. And yeah. I just so happened to freaking create a graphic for Hidden, this big page, Drake's freaking, one of Drake's stylists. And I win the freaking competition, bro. And I won like a good amount of money, enough money to have a good like cushion for my business. Oh, sure. And it was like, okay, later, I'm not doing this. I'm going to freaking just jump on this business. I'm going to take a leap of faith. And sure enough, I did it, bro. And ever since then, it's just gone up. So you yes. said it was a thought, pro- it was just a thought in the beginning of the year. Yes. And then now it's like full on. Living full on. So this is really what it was, bro. Like, timetable in the beginning of the uh it it was like i would i would more so bring it all the way back to like december december i had the idea popped up in my head because my manager told me how much i could be making (laughs) i say that (laughs) i got the insight really what business was and really seeing how much i freaking my worth was so yeah. it went from there, the idea to me creating my business plan and really, you know, cause this has been something that I've thought about. Like I've been, you know, thinking about for over 10 years, but this is the seed. This is how it happened. This is how the seed was planted and it started sprouting. So the seed was planted with that thought of like, man, I can really do this. I'm worth over a hundred thousand dollars a year. That should be my revenue. That should be my salary a year. Boom. It went from the thought process from the thought process it went from me telling people and saying, Hey man, I think I'm going to do this. I think I'm going to open up my shop. And I, honestly, I was going to start a franchise with my old shop. I was going to oh. say, Hey, you, you know, you want to start something small. Didn't want any part of it, which is completely okay because it allowed me to do my own thing. Oh, so you, went, you did pitch it to them. I pitched it to him, bro. I had the business plan. I pitched it to him, you know, a little PowerPoint. And he just was like, I love the idea, but I can't do it right now. And it was kind of like, it was really awkward. There was a lot of weird, awkward tension because now I wanted to do my own thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, he invested all this. I was basically a tool to him. He invested all this money in this tool and now he wants to start his own thing. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, that happened. So it went from that to me saying, you know what? And, and, and the funny thing is in December, I also got engaged. Okay. So, and my girl lives here and over here, it was a long distance thing we were having. So on top of that, I was like, I want to go home. I want to go back to my hometown. Like, how can I make this work? Long story short, um, some things happened. Um, I gave my two weeks at the, at the shop, and I was like, I'm just going to go for it. Boom, I put my two weeks in. 
And then I just start brainstorming, bro. I start brainstorming, speaking about it. Honestly, it's like, it was like that, that like, you know, speaking it's in existence. Like I would tell everybody like, man, this is what I'm going to do. It's going to happen. And sure enough, like that time came where, yes, I was in the momentum of speaking about it. I was, it was in my mind frame. It was in my notes. It was all that I would talk about. Like, I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And sure enough, once that chunk of money came my way, bro, it was a wrap. I was like, I'm putting that directly into this. Hmm. And on top of that, just just even more like an extra cherry on top. This space is literally, I'm getting it for half of what it originally is because of COVID. Because of COVID. Oh. And the dude wasn't able to rent this spot out because no one wanted it. And it's been vacant for over a year. So he's like, look, I'll cut you a deal. We'll do a lease for a full year for this price. And we'll eventually move it up little by little. If COVID, you know? Yeah. So, bro, that was it. It was like a thought, a thought, a lingering thought, and then it was a meditated thought, and then this thought became like a blueprint. I created the blueprint, and then once I, I, I mustered up the money, the seed money, boom, I just executed it. And, and now we're still trying to maneuver. I'm still, like, trying to bring in the money, but thing, things have been just, like, orchestrating their way perfectly in the alignment work. Even from the desk that I have this computer on, the spot next door, they, the the dude was the dude's passing away. He, he's had this like, um, it's like a chemical business, a lab, and he's okay. passing away. So they're getting rid of everything, and they, the dude's like, "I'll give it to you free." All this stuff that's in here. So, bro, we got desks, shelves, like it's all timing, bro. Like, the yeah, like who, what, what, what are the odds? You know what I mean? Yeah, that all this crap would be happening, and it's just manifesting itself like crazy, bro. Like it's tripped out. But that's how it was, bro. It's just like being intentional, keeping the focus, keeping my energy and, and my alignment on this is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to do. Isn't and timing I'm, everything, though? That's crazy. Yeah, it really is timing, bro. It really is. So you would say, like, if you have a dream of opening a business or anything, mm-hmm. at some point you just have to make that jump? Like, if you do not dive in, you're never going to know the possibilities. And if you, you you're constrained by fear and and anxiety that's what's going to hold you back but if you're courageous and you just say you know what i'm going to go for it you'll see things like happen like how the hell did this happen you know what i mean like <laughs> me today i'm just like holy hell like there's nights bro seriously there's nights where i'm just laying there i'm looking up at the ceiling i'm like i have a shot i really have a shot like this is real or if we can bring in clients i have the printer it's crazy bro like it's insane. Even to like the printer that I have, right? The printer that, um, the DTG printer, it's like 17 grand, bro. And all of like my family, we all pitched in to get it, bro. Like we all pitched oh. in a little, a little here, a little there. And just even to having that, it's like mind blowing because who, like, it's just so weird to transition from one year to the next. I have my own shop and I'm running the same, you know, yeah. printer that these big shops in LA are doing. So it's crazy, bro. It's, mind-blowing still i'm still in awe i'm still tripping on it <laughs> before you won that did you have like enough money to start your own business or were you just no so i did not bro I, I had a little in my savings from working at that consulting job and i was just building my savings because i was I living with my parents and i'm still living there and that's literally all i'm doing is investing it into the shop or saving it and thank god i have parents that like really believe in me and are willing to let me do that for myself you know but um yeah how many like costs did you incur that you did have like had no idea 
felt like, oh, I'm going to have to pay for this. Bro. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like for instance, like coming into this, I didn't know I was going to have to have like an electrician come in here and freaking rewire all kinds of circuits and do all kinds of stuff in the back. Yeah. And I was like, okay, that's going to be like 200. And they're like, no, it's actually $1,100. Exactly, bro. So there's like that stuff like that. And then stuff like, even the, the printer, bro, the printer that I got, I didn't take account of like certain plans, meaning um, certain sizes that we could print on. We have like uh, plans, which are these, just these things that you place on there to print. And each one costs like $600, bro. So that's an additional, like, you know, another grand and like just little things that, you know, you really don't think about, but as you're bringing the shop in and kind of like, uh, you know, tying up the loose ends, you start to see like, oh, wow, that's that. I got to pay for that. I got to pay for that. I got to pay to freaking buy a business license for the city. I got to pay to turn on the, the you know, the power. I got to pay to turn on the water. I got to pay to freaking get an inspection done. I got to freaking be ADA compliant. I didn't even know what the hell that meant. <laughs> I'm learning all these terms. And I'm like, Dude, what the hell? You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's like, I, didn't, I don't know nothing about this. This is my first time. So I'm like, and it's good education though, you know what I mean? It's good I'm, I'm learning all the ins and outs of it, but there's so much that I did not take account of, but thank God, like all the finances and, and all the money is like, you know, be, everything is being taken care of. Yeah. You know, thank God, thank God. If not, I would be in a deep hole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask, how, does, how do you manage, like, obviously I'm pretty sure that all that, like, the cost and stuff could get stressful and like just figuring everything out. Cause you're learning as you're going, how do you handle all that stress? Bro, God and God meditating, God, creative outlets, love. You got to really hone in on enjoying the small things and the things that you, you know, don't take account of on the day to day. Just like you, you know, I know you have your, your, your kid and your fiance and it's like enjoying those things and never forgetting and never always prioritizing and it's kind of funny because i'm gonna speak on that like i'm not even a preacher or anything bro but my brother's asking me to speak on things and i'm gonna speak on that tomorrow and and what i'm gonna speak on is exactly that it's how do we prioritize our life individually how do we prioritize a life where we can get things done but at the same time appreciate and enjoy the important things yeah and it all comes down to prioritizing bro it comes down to putting the important things first because when you prioritize the important things first, all the extra stuff is just added. You know, it all comes in and it fits in the crevices where, you know, you 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 leave room for it, you know. Yeah. So it's like prioritizing and, and making sure that my main things are my main things and not getting caught up in the hype of everything else, but making sure that I'm aware, self-aware. So you do graphic design? Yeah. And now, like, as I went through your page, I checked out the chapter one collection. I think that might be the one. Yeah, so yeah. All of you, all that designed by you. Yes. All that's designed by me. And, and, and the funny part, bro, is it all happened. That collection all happened out of kind of like, not a mistake, but just, a. um, we had a misprint t-shirt at the shop and it was just the snake. No, it was Apple. It was just the Apple. Okay. And I was like, and I, I had just seen the night before. I had just seen this tripped out image of like Satan holding up Jesus as he's being tempted. And I was like, man, wouldn't it be crazy if I just 
put a freaking snake like the temptation of the apple and had that double meeting and like yeah i posted it on my story bro and everyone like all kinds of people wanted it and i was like dude what if i just sell these like what if i do a very minimal drop and just sell them for a little higher and just see what happens and from there bro it just ideas just started storming out bro it was just like i wanted to create like some type of juxtaposition to like what people think and, and mix our culture and kind of have a melting pot of all this uh, propaganda that can speak something though, you know, cause I wanted a garment to say something and not a lot of people do that nowadays is have a garment speak. Can we expect more of that from you? Like, are you going to start like your own brand? You can definitely expect a lot more of like um, merchandise that I'm pushing out. And um, the funny thing is ever since I won that competition, bro, I've had a lot of big names reach out to me. Like I've had Kanye's videographer reach out to me to design stuff for him. Um, that's kind of still on the back burner, but I've had a lot of big um, names and I can't really mention too much names. He's the only one that I'm going to throw out there because it's in the back burner, but I've did been able to design a lot and do a lot um, since I've won that competition because it's been on, it's really uh, that, that page is a big platform and a lot of big names follow it. Like Pharrell follows it. Drake, Drake, him and Drake are really connected. Um, um, what advice would you give anyone who's trying to start a business or any path similar to yours? Um, the biggest advice, man, like just, uh, I posted this is be yourself, be yourself unapologetically, um, embrace your circumstances, stay consistent because if you're not consistent, you're non-existent and, and don't be afraid to take that leap of faith. I took the leap of faith and everything is working. So don't be afraid to take that leap of faith. Um, it is scary. I stress out still. I got freaking gray hairs. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a long, it's a journey. You, whoever's, if you're listening to this, you want to have, you want to start up your own business. You want to start your own brand company. I would say refine your mission, refine why you want to do it. Have a genuine mission statement for what you want to do. Um, and man, you can stay consistent and don't stop. And yeah, that's it. I believe in you. I know you can do it. If I can do it, and then my, if I got this far with no savings and savings <laughs> and winning a competition and being in the place I'm from, you can do it. Anyone can do it in the world, you know. So I'll leave them with that. <laughs> yeah, so that's some real good words, huh? Yeah. Thank you, bro. No, no worries. Um, all right. Well, if, like you said, if they want to reach out to you, just I don't know for a graphic design or for a shirt or anything. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, do you want to drop the studio yeah. and your Instagram? Yeah. So my, uh, my Instagram for the studio is without wax studios, um, at without wax studios and at Nathaniel Zechariah. It's spelled a lot differently than you're hearing right now. <laughs> <laughs> so we're hoping that it'll be in somewhere in the description. Yeah. It'll so, be. Uh, follow me. Don't be afraid to reach out. You know, I, I, I try to reach out to everybody that reach out, reaches out to me. Thank you, man, for having me on. I appreciate it. Appreciate your time. Thank you for giving me some of your time, man. You've been extremely busy.